There is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between light and shadow, between science and superstition, and it lies between the pit of man's fears and the summit of his knowledge. This is the dimension of imagination. It is an area which we call the twilight zone. Ever since I can remember, the twilight zone has always been there, lurking in the background. The twilight zone is creepy, it's, it's thought-provoking and forward-thinking. Each episode can mean something completely different, depending on whom you ask. What is the twilight zone? Is it horror, fantasy, science fiction, drama, a thriller, or supernatural? I would say all of the above. It's also the best-made anthology theories TV series ever made as far as I'm concerned. The reason I think it's so beloved and it's lasted for so many years is because it's so many things to so many people. It took the time to develop the stories on a week-to-week basis. As hard as that was to do in 25 to 30 minutes on a week-to-week basis, it, it did that same thing over and over again. The Twilight Zone was able to make a point and hide it in plain sight without hitting you over the head with it. When entering the Twilight Zone, we were encouraged to think. We were invited to enjoy twists and turns, contemplate absurd endings, be captivated by by a prisoner falling in love with a robot because of extreme loneliness, a woman encountering herself as a child, uh, aliens plotting the consumption of human flesh, and even mannequins coming alive. But 60 years later, I'll take you down a different kind of road. For a moment, we'll briefly wander down the road into the Twilight Zone. So tonight, we're going to briefly walk down the road into the Twilight Zone. And what I'm going to do tonight is just going to talk about my uh, 45 top Twilight Zone episodes that I absolutely love that for one reason or another have stuck with me over the years uh, and have really, really uh, made and had an impression on me for whatever reason. So here are my top 45 episodes that I just can't stop watching. Covering season one through season five. Let's go. I'm back with season three, episode three, and this episode is called The Shelter. So as a neighborhood scrambles to 
prepare for an impending nuclear attack, everyone turns against the one family that actually installed a bomb shelter. Now, you know, I love the way they set the story up, how they show all of them uh, up, up above in the house being uh, friends. And then slowly but surely, everything uh, descends into darkness. Uh, everything gets uh, uh, chaotic as the uh, paranoia starts to build and the impending uh, attack is about to happen, or so they think. And I, I love the way they just built this built this story and everything that uh, happened surrounding the story. All right, episode four, The Passers-By. Okay, so near the end of the Civil War, a sergeant stops at the remains of the home of a woman who's been watching wounded soldiers parade by all day long. But of course, there's more to this story than meets the eye. Episode 7, The Grave. So an Old West lawman visits the grave of a man he failed to track down to prove he was never afraid of him. But he gets more than he bargains for once he actually visits the grave. I loved this whole episode. I loved the grittiness of it and just the realness of how everything felt. Everything was dusty and dirty and and just the characters were just, some of them were slightly over the top. Some of them were more realistic than you would have seen in a Western during the uh, 50s and 60s. So this episode played very well for me and I can't wait to get into it and to talk about it at a later time. All right. Uh, episode 8, It's a Good Life, one of my favorite episodes, probably one of the most iconic episodes from the Twilight Zone. So a young boy uh, possessing uh, mass mental powers, um, he basically uh, holds everyone uh, terrified of him and he's basically gotten rid of everything and everyone outside of this little town that they live in and there's a lot of what this could actually, what this story could actually uh, mean and what this episode was trying to get at. And I can't wait to dive into the many possibilities that it probably could have. But this is one of the, of course, most iconic uh, Twilight Zone episodes. Episode 10, The Midnight Sun. So when the Earth falls out of orbit, two women try to cope with uh, increasingly oppressive heat in a nearly abandoned city. Now, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say maybe this was uh, starting to maybe talk about climate change. I don't know. A lot of people are like, well, they didn't know anything about uh, climate change back in the 60s. <coughs> Excuse me. But maybe, uh, maybe they... Maybe they did because the science has always been there and it's getting worse and worse and worse ever since we started the uh, Industrial Revolution and so on and so forth. But I'm not going to get into that. <coughs> Sorry, I'm going to get some uh, tea here for a second. I'll be right back.
All right, I'm back. <coughs> so the next episode is episode 16, Nothing in the Dark. So an old woman basically who's fighting death and has fought it a thousand times and has always won, but now she's afraid to let a wounded policeman in her door for fear that he himself is Mr. Death. I love the way they, uh, the way they uh, set up the story and and how she's living alone and and how she's making use and making do with the things she has because she's afraid to leave because she she's afraid of death itself and it's a preluding to some other things but we'll talk about that when we actually cover the episode in death. All right, episode number 17, one more Paul Bearer. So a wealthy gentleman tries to get three people from his past to apologize to him by offering them shelter from a staged and phony uh, nuclear war uh, scenario that he has created in his uh, basement at the bottom of uh, his uh, building. And I loved all of these characters, uh, whether it was the school teacher, the uh, the other uh, businessman, the um, the uh, the um, person of uh, cloth, uh, clergy, or the um, the ex-military uh, commander that he was up under, and I just love the way all of these uh, characters interacted with each other, and I can't wait to uh, to cover this. This was one of my favorites as well. All right, going into episode 23, The Last Rites of Jeff Myrtlebank. So this is uh, takes place in Ohio as well. A young man wakes up um, at his own funeral and wants to know what exactly is going on. So the townsfolk start to wonder whether, he, whether he's a man or uh, something else. Can't wait to talk about this one because I've got some theories on this one and uh, the connection with uh, it's a good life because they're based in the same uh, the same state, Ohio but we'll talk about that later I'm busting at the seams to talk about it right now but I'm not going to do it (laughs) Okay. alright, episode 26 Little Girl Lost Okay, so awakened by the cries of his daughter, a father tries um, and tries to get and tries to enter his daughter's room to find she's vanished, even though he can still hear her crying out for help. This is one of the creepier, weird ones. Just that crying of the little girl at the top of the um, the episode. It is uh, creepy and it's unsettling, and it's this is a really smart episode bringing in the uh, physicists and. Uh, these characters play very well on um, each other, and of course, I think the physicist he takes the uh, he takes over the episode, and he's probably the best part of and in the episode itself. And this, if I'm not mistaken, it seems like maybe maybe Stranger Things, uh, the uh, Netflix uh, '80s sci-fi, took from 
this, if I'm not mistaken. It, it seems like, you know, but then again, Stranger Things has borrowed from everything, everything, whether it was Steven Spielberg uh, related or Stephen King related, you know, it's taken from it at some point or another, whether it's movies from the 80s. But I think this is why we wanted to reference, you know, reference points that it uh, took from. But who knows? All right. Episode 32, The Gift. So a man from the stars comes with a gift to a small Mexican village where residents do not welcome uh, this particular stranger. So it's just one of those uh, episodes where I think it's done very, very well. Although the only thing that really bothered me a little bit was some of the uh, the Mexican uh, stereotypes. Uh, and of course, this is, you know, showing it the uh, Twilight Zone's age, it's, you know, time. And there are some episodes that are that are like that. Although the one where they did uh, the episode about the uh, African-American boxer, there was no stereotypes as far as I could see or detect uh, within that. But uh, hey, if I'm wrong, you know, I, you know, send me some voice messages out or email me and, you know, and I'll respond back to those. And I'll thank you for all the uh, input into the uh, episodes when and if it comes. <laughs> all right. Episode 34, Young Man's Fancy. This is also a strange, bizarre, weird, creepy. I mean, all insert adjective here it just felt off from the very beginning but it was a very very good and well done episode and well played from the very beginning i don't know what the meaning of it possibly was but we'll talk about that at a later date as well
And now let's head on to season four of the Twilight Zone, episode three. One of my favorites is called Shadow of the Valley. So here we find a reporter. He, uh, he finds himself trapped in a small town where people can reverse time and do many other amazing things with uh, devices and some technology that was given them. Now, as I start to think about this, now this is one of the hour-long uh, episodes from season four. Uh, season four was the hour-long episodes, and um, these episodes, they worked, and I didn't have as many favorites in this particular um, season of The Twilight Zone, and I think that's because they took an idea and it was drawn out a little bit too far some of the some of the um some of the episodes from this particular season of the twilight zone i mean i i still like these episodes overall but the episodes that i liked in this particular season were uh far less than the others and of course there were far less episodes because they were hour long episodes i think there was like maybe 15 no i think there was like 18 episodes i think um, I have to look. I'm not looking at it right now in front of me, but um, I've only liked about uh, about uh, three of the episodes. But these were my favorite episodes, the ones that were most memorable to me. So I wanted to throw them out. And Shelley of the um, Valley of the Shadow was one of those particular uh, episodes from the uh, season itself, uh, the fourth season. And as I'm starting to look, I'm starting to kind of like take something from the the episode called The Gift, where the visitor brings a gift to the uh, small Mexican town. And then there's something similar to this, where there, I guess some visitors, they gave... A gift to these townspeople, and they've been able to advance uh, themselves. Um, unfortunately, they didn't share that with any or everyone else. But it just seems like there's a a similar uh, narrative or parallel between the stories. But anyway, that's something I kind of like wanted to touch on with this particular episode. Um, and then it's episode nine, uh, printers. Uh, devil. Now, uh, Douglas Winter, he's the, uh, the editor of a famous newspaper, and he makes a deal with an unlikely friend. And of course, with the Twilight Zone, there's always a uh, a twist, of course. <laughs> and you guys are probably tired of me saying that by now, because we all know about the, the big twist. But uh, I think that this was one of the episodes that served uh better and it served itself well as an hour episode versus a 25-30 minute episode. Alright, and the final episode from season 4 is episode 13, The New Exhibit. Now, the uh, curator of a murderer's role in a soon-to-be defunct wax museum persuades the owner to let him keep the figures for a while. And when his wife attempts to destroy them, 
a new murderous rampage begins. And this was one of the creepier uh, episodes from the Twilight Zone. And it served well as a one-hour episode. And the gentleman that played, um, I'll have his name and everything when we do the episode on this particular um, episode from season four. But he did well. He played several other characters throughout the Twilight Zone. But I'll tell you what I remember him uh, very well from was a movie with uh, Henry Fonda called uh, 12 Angry Men. It's a classic movie. came out almost around the same time as this, so he was a very uh, busy actor during that time. And now we enter into our fifth and final episode of The Twilight Zone. And I start with episode three, Nightmare at 20,000 Feet. And of course, this is one of the uh, more famous of the uh, Twilight Zone episodes uh, that everyone possibly uh, can talk about and knows about. Um, so basically, this is all about a, a man newly recovered from a nervous breakdown. And he becomes convinced that a monster um, not only that only he can see is damaging the plane that he's flying in. Of course, this, you know... It causes everyone to think he's having delusions because when they look out, it's not there. And maybe it, maybe it is or isn't in its mind. Who knows for sure? But all we know is that we have this uh, information about him from his past, suffering from a nervous breakdown. So is he actually seeing this? We're seeing it. Of course, it's a, it's a show. But is he actually, uh, is he actually going through these particular um, uh, sightings. Is he seeing these or are these just all delusions? Can't wait to cover this one. It's one of my favorites as well. Alright, and as we go into episode 6, Living Doll, this was one of the creepier episodes I can imagine. <laughs> and I have to think about dolls anyway. Um, but anyway, a father uh, does battle with his stepdaughter's talking doll, um, whose vocabulary includes uh, phrases such as, I hate you, and I'm going to kill you. And it's just said in such a uh, methodical, uh, it's just, ah, it's just creepy. And this was well ahead of its time. And there's some lore around the uh, the doll and the voice used for it. And anyway, that's going to come into play in some, uh, some trivia once we get to the episodes. I can't wait to cover that and uncover some of the um, uh, trivia surrounding this particular episode. All right, episode number seven, The Old Man in the Cave. And so this is in a post-apocalyptic, uh, um, can't talk here, uh, settlement. The inhabitant's survival is uh, dependent on the advice of an unseen man living in a nearby cave. So this is one of those uh, Twilight Zone stories where I was trying to figure out and trying to find the message in it and I think I got something out of it and uh, so we'll we'll see where 
that, that where that leads and how we get out of that uh, cave once we've gotten into it. Episode 11, or short drink from a certain fountain. Now, this is all about an aging uh, married man uh, convinced, uh, whom convinces his brother to inject him with a youth uh, serum. So his, you know, his brother does so. Now, he has a younger wife, uh, several, uh, seems to be several decades uh, younger than himself. And he's trying to keep up with her, but just can't quite do it. Doesn't have the energy to do it. And she doesn't seem like she's a very likable person uh, anyway. And the brother says as much when we get to the uh, conclusion of the uh, episode itself. And episode number 15, The Long Moral. So, this is basically about a astronaut that leaves uh, on a decades-long mission, but he meets a woman and falls in love beforehand. And of course, like I said at the top, he will be leaving for decades. So, of course, he will grow uh, older, or perhaps he will grow younger. But nevertheless. The issue is one of them will be older and one of them will be younger. And they did not want to live their lives without each other. So, of course, there's a sad and quite disturbing uh, uh, ending to this uh, twist ending, if you would like, that is just very, very sad. And it's one of the few episodes of the Twilight Zone where I thought it was very, very sad and it truly the person that got some sort of cosmic justice from the Twilight Zone truly didn't deserve it. Alright, number uh, 23, episode 23 rather, Queen of the Nile. So, a reporter interviews a Hollywood movie queen who has a secret to her eternal beauty and I this is definitely in my top uh, 20 uh, episodes of the Twilight Zone and I love the way this whole episode was executed the way the actors played off of one another where it was kind of like cat and mouse almost toying with each other I love the way they uh, they built the tension and then the mother uh, the uh, mother in the background but we'll talk about that um, very very soon <laughs> All right, episode 25, The Mask. So um, so we have uh, a wealthy gentleman. He invites his greedy uh, family to a party where they must wear the mask, um, the mask that he made for them, or else they'll basically be cut off from their inheritance. Now, this was, I mean, this was one of the episodes of, of the Twilight Zone, where it's just upfront, what it's trying to tell you. It's not, it's not hard. It's it's simple. You know, they put these masks on. That's what they are when they take them off, and it's very, very um. It's very, very you know apparent of 
you know, the point they're trying to get across and what Serling was trying to, to get across. And this is, this is a creepier episode, too, because the music that plays after they take the mask off and, and just the mask themselves and the face up under and the makeup that was done with them is just... It's very, very creepy and un, and unsettling. And the Twilight Zone was very good at, at doing that, having that, that really, really un, unsettling, whether it was the... The music, the actors, the atmosphere, the slight uh, tilting of the camera to always make you feel unsettled and off balance. And um, I forgot what they call that uh, camera movement. It's Dutch something. But anyway, it was was really, really uh, offset, off-putting and unsettling this, uh, this episode. Alright, episode 26, I am the night, color me black. Okay, so the sun won't set on a small town where an execution is scheduled to to take place. And this is very this is a very, very uh symbolic uh, uh episode of things um that Serling did throughout the run of the entire uh series of the Twilight Zone. And one of the few episodes where um, you had an African American person uh, taking um, taking one of the leads in an episode, and it really touched on uh, racial um, prejudices, uh, uh, some other people possibly being you know explicitly racist, as they were saying, stringing up a person, or you know, you know whatever came. To mine, you know, insert uh, racist uh, epithet uh, here. So it was just one of those episodes I thought was really intriguing. It was, uh, it was uh, all inclusive, but it was at the same time it was really eye-opening. And I think at the time it probably was really eye-opening for and to a lot of people. Can't wait to cover that. I've said that about all of these, but of course I am because these are my favorite episodes. All right, episode 30, Stopover in a Quiet Town. So a, this is all about a young New York couple and uh, named about Bob and Millie Frazier. And they leave a party after drinking uh, too much and they wind up in a room somewhere or so they think that's where they are and I love this because this 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 again plays on something else that we saw in another episode I'm not going to name the episode because it'll give away what I'm talking about but it gives it's, it it's it correlates with aliens and it has something to do with another uh, episode Anyway, uh, episode 31, The Encounter. Now, this is all about a, um, a conversation between a World War II uh, vet and a Japanese gardener in the vet's uh, attic. And it reaches a violent climax after discussing their separate experiences in the war itself. And... This was just, um, this was a very, very uh, tense and very well done 
episode from beginning to end. I don't think there was even a single second or two where uh, screen time and space was, or a single word was wasted. Every single moment on screen was used well, and it was intentional, and everything was precisely the way it probably should have been. And I love the way Serling, he brought out their experiences from both sides and how they were both affected when they came out of this uh, said war. And I'm not going to say it again, but yeah, I, mean, I, am. I can't wait to cover this one too. <laughs> it's just one of my, one of my favorite episodes. And this is called The, uh, the Encounter. All right, episode 33, The Brain Center at Whipples. Now, we have here a heartless CEO completely um, automates his entire factory and lays off almost all of his workers over the objections of, uh, over the objections of his um, employees. So they're really not happy that this is all happening to them but as fate would have it within this particular episode and the things that happen you know as with uh with ai and this is real reflective of what's actually happening right now this is how far ahead uh serling was and what he actually saw coming and what he saw possibly could happen and we are right there right now with uh, with Amazon and all these online stores and everything uh, basically uh, taking over and uh, regular brick and mortar stores no longer uh, being viable places to uh, work because of them all shutting down or they're just not needed as much as they were even a year ago. Things are changing so fast and I wonder if this is a good thing for society in general with everything going tech and no one ever actually having to do a lot of the hands-on jobs you know and it it shows in the quality too but anyway um you know i'm just on the other side of uh 40 um so you know i'm not going to talk about all of that too much today but anyway all right episode 30 Five, and my final favorite episode from the Twilight Zone, and it's called "The Fear." So, Charlotte Scott and a policeman, uh, Robert Franklin, seem to be stalked by giants. So it may seem, but we'll talk about that at a later time. You know, this was one of my favorite episodes um, of the Twilight Zone and it's become more and more my favorite just because of the uh, the creepy factor of it there's just something that's just a little bit off about it and it just I, I probably could say that about all my favorite episodes or a lot of the episodes of uh, the Twilight Zone that's what makes it such a good um, uh, sci-fi uh, drama, thriller uh, you insert any genre here, that's what the Twilight Zone falls up under. 
and it did that so so well well I am going to end the podcast here before I go any further because I was trying to keep it under a certain period of time because I know everyone uh, has uh, things to do and you can't listen to the podcast all night long well yeah you, you can I, I would love for you to keep on listening to it over and over again <laughs> but like I said this is one of the episodes um, that I'm a, I don't know this is just maybe I was trying to figure out what, it, what exactly it meant the fear and I think what it meant was right there in the title, the fear, maybe the fear of the unknown or not doing something or fearing something that, you know, there's no logical reason for having a fear for. I, I don't know, but we're definitely going to get into that um, particular episode much later. Well, like I said, guys, this has been a pleasure And I'm going to keep these episodes coming back to back to back to back. And we're going to try to stay on a a regular schedule uh, moving forward. But I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, episode. It's a two-parter of an episode. And and, uh, we'll be back uh, next week with another episode. And I hope you guys will join me. I'll see you guys next time. This has been Tony, your host, on the Twilight Zone Podcast. See you guys next time.